Hello and welcome to this journalism.co.uk podcast with me, Catalina Albanu. In this week's episode, we'll take a look at an international student journalism project where six universities from around the world are collaborating to bring global storytelling into the classroom. New technologies and social networks have changed the way we interact with the news we read, as well as the sources and the filters we apply to get the stories we're interested in in the first place. We can get the latest stories from the opposite side of the world in the same time it takes us to track down the latest updates from our local area. But Priya Rajasikar, who teaches multi-platform journalism at Coventry University, says the same global outlook does not apply to news gathering. Her second-year journalism students are taking part in a project called Genie, Global E-News Immersion Initiative. In collaboration with a student from a university in a different country, they produce a story based in that particular place, about which they might know almost nothing to begin with. They also help their partner to produce a story based in Coventry. The idea itself, I can't say, is completely original. Um, I was exposed to it through my work on other global international student projects. But then I have been thinking about it, uh, thinking about my own experiences living in different countries for several years at a time. And I've also looked at it from both an ideological and a purely journalistic standpoint. And I've thought that when you look at the way digital and social media have actually changed, transformed journalism, we have shrunk in terms of time and distance, uh, in terms of uh, audiences' ability to get news from other parts of the world and reporters or journalists' abilities to uh, report to people around the world. But there is one distance that hasn't really shrunk, and that would be the distance in our heads, the way we engage with stories, the way we experience stories. And for me, uh, that's important because when you look at it, if you're looking at the way uh, we use social media, we have so many different platforms. But, uh, you know, if you, if you look at it deep down, we probably are uh, engaging with the same people on a hundred different platforms and not really expanding the scope of our networks to, to the point where we are kind of bridging cultural differences, getting more aware of other cultures and societies, breaking stereotypes, that kind of thing. So from an ideological standpoint, Dini hopes to bridge those gaps using the uh, amazing power of students around the world. And from a purely journalistic viewpoint, if you look at journalism today, we have an explosion of digital and social media technology. And the intersection of that with journalism has actually changed the way journalism is practiced around the world so much so that we constantly ask ourselves how to make a journalism course more relevant for students, how to make a journalism course powerful enough so that it stands apart from crowdsource or citizen journalism because uh, equipped with a phone, anybody can be a journalist today. But then, of course, there are the core values of journalism and all those things that we impart. But other than that, is there anything else that we can do? After a short pilot with a smaller number of participants over the summer, 130 students from six universities around the world are now taking part in the project. The other institutions working alongside Coventry are the Asian College of Journalism in Chennai, the University of Stuttgart, Marquette University, Rafik Hairi in Lebanon, and Fresno State in the United States. From the very beginning, they're working together. So the very first step really is to get them to... Uh, meet each other. So we, we had a process by which we made sure that every student from uh, every institution got to work with at least uh, one student from the other institution. So all the institutions had students working with all the other institutions, essentially. So the first step was to pair them off 
we used random mechanism by which we made sure that we all had students working as uniformly as possible with students of the other universities. Once that was accomplished, we just set up a Facebook group and uh, we got students to sign up to the group. And we also gave them the name of their partners for the project. They then got in touch with the partners and started talking to each other about the stories that they could do. They were given something like a guideline, a questionnaire, which would help them come up with an outline of a story that is really, really very specific, not broad. So it's not simply like, I want to know more about the culture of Chennai. It would be more specific. And that would help them pinpoint the sources that they would need to interview, the research information that they would need, essentially a hundred word brief of uh, their story idea, which would then help the partner at the other end to make sure that it was viable and that she or he could help the student here with, with the project. From there on, the next step would have been to actually try and meet the sources and interview them. That is where technology plays a key role. So they would use Google Hangouts at some point. They might use uh, Facebook Live or Periscope. So students are really at that stage now where they have created an outline. They are now fixing up interviews with their sources. And I think hopefully in the next five or 10 days, they will also be coming back with interview responses and they would be using technology to record interviews. It might be WhatsApp, it might be email, it, it might be anything. So they're really pushing the boundaries here, so to speak, of technology, especially social media, to make sure that they're, they're not deprived of the chance to speak to an important source because they're not there in person. While the students participating from Coventry are all in their second year of a degree, the level of experience varies across the different institutions, with some first years as well as postgraduate students involved. The aim of the project is to be a coming together of student journalism from around the world, enabled by technology and social media. The theme for the current edition is lifestyle and culture to allow students to approach a wide range of subjects. Let me give you an example. One of my students based here in Coventry is doing a story on how the caste system in India is affecting the growth of women in their careers in the, the, work, in the workplace in India, in Chennai. So this person here, the student here in Coventry has decided on the story. He's decided whom he wants to interview for the story. He's decided on the profile, the basic profile of the sources. So he said he would like to interview someone who is higher up and holding a rather prominent position in an organization, someone who is not in somewhere mid-career and not holding such a high position and how it's affected them as women belonging to different castes. So he's, he's given the person at the other end the, uh, the remit. So he's told her that this is the story he would like to do. These are the kind of people he would like to interview. This is the kind of research and background information that he would need. The student at the other end then tries to identify people who would fit that basic description and then set up interviews for the person here to speak to. So he would then decide on the questions he would ask. He would decide on whether it's going to be an audio interview, uh, a video interview, how he's, how he's going to do it. And in the end, it's also up to the student in Coventry to decide how he wants to present the multimedia story in the end, how to put it all together. So the person in Chennai is playing purely a supportive role through the process and not really getting involved with any of the editorial decisions at all, other than telling him that it might be viable or it might not be because of certain limitations that uh, he or she might have in supporting this particular story. The role is reciprocal, so students get to do their own project based in their partner's location as well as serve as a fixer for their partner. That was the idea because um, otherwise there, would be, there wouldn't be any novelty in the project at all. 
for instance, uh, the BBC or the NPR, they regularly used uh, reporters and journalists in, in, in other parts of the world to do uh, stories for them. And uh, that would and this project would not be different from that in any way. And there was no point in doing the same thing. The idea here was to get someone here who has no prior knowledge of a different culture to make all those decisions and produce those stories. This is not the first international project Priya has been involved in, having previously worked with her students as part of the pop-up newsroom, most recently having covered the US elections, as well as the Global News Relay, where student journalists work together to produce continuous live broadcasts. Projects like these, I think students love them because they kind of expand their experiences, help them network. And in the future as well, when you think about students from different parts of the world having friends in the industry, thousands of miles away, it does help a lot in terms of identifying stories, uh, finding resources, fact-checking, all of that kind of thing. So there's a huge benefit in doing stories like this, I think, and uh, we would like to keep doing more and more international projects. You've been listening to a Journalism.co.uk podcast.